It's Crossover Thursday with John Hickman from Locked On Texans. Let's roll. You are Locked On Cardinals. Your daily Arizona Cardinals podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. It's Thursday. That means crossover Thursday on the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. I'm Alex Clancy, Locked On Cardinals. He is John Hickman, one of the duo of Locked On Texans. And this is crossover Thursday, week 11 matchup with so many damn storylines up until this point with these two teams, starting with the draft and <laughs> two teams with very different trajectories that weren't. It's been a mind screw for Arizona Cardinals fans watching the Houston Texans doing what they've done so far in 2023. And I'm fascinated. Yeah, well, I mean, I'm not happy about it. We'll talk about it. This episode of the crossover Thursday is brought to you by Prize Picks, something I'm definitely not mad about. The easiest and most exciting way to play daily fantasy sports. Go to prizepicks.com slash locked on NFL and use code all lowercase locked on NFL for a first deposit match up to $100. Before we get to the biggest storylines of this game, let's take a little step back here for a second. It is draft day. Where were you? Everydayers. The Cardinals are on the clock. The Cardinals pick is in. And then as the image shows the Cardinals pick is in, it finally switches to the Texans. Texans move up from number 12 to draft their edge rusher of the future, Will Anderson Jr., tacking on the 33rd overall pick in 2023, as well as a first and third round pick in 2024 for the Cardinals to move back to 12. And the rest, as she calls it, is history. Now, John, before we jump into the biggest storylines in this game, I'm in the camp that that was an absolutely, perfectly fair trade for both teams for what they wanted out of it. Would you agree with that? Straight up and down. Yeah. Straight up and down. Uh, and I think for Houston, what made it so perfect, we still had Cleveland's pick here in Houston. And uh, I think as the season goes, trading you guys the Browns pick and keeping their pick is working out beautifully for Houston right now. Um, and then you look at a player that, you know, Will Anderson coming from Alabama, uh, uh, how he played in college, and then D'Amico Ryans wanting to install and, you know, bringing a new culture and under that culture is the swarm mentality, the swarm defense. They go hand in hand. A lot of people may look at the sack numbers and say, well, he's not panning out. However, Will Anderson is giving the Houston Texans exactly what they need at this point of his rookie career. So it, it worked out play. a perfect trade for us, a perfect trade for the Cardinals. Yeah, it's a very, very difficult to play a premium position like that or corner interior defensive line right out the gate and be exemplary. I mean, Jalen Carter, you know, there's some guys that have done it early on, but edge rush is a tough position, regardless of where you come from. Now, with the Cardinals, you know, first off, uh, really quick, do you want to thank um, the Carolina Panthers at all? Do you want to take a minute and thank them for thinking that Bryce Young was the right? I don't understand how you have that much time. And sure. Maybe it's the culture. I'm, I'm in the camp that if C.J. Stroud, if they switched, C.J. Stroud would be putting up close to these numbers in Carolina. I mean, I think it's obvious. He jumps off a page immediately, and I don't understand. 
like, did you think that there was no shot to get him at two midway through? Or was, was this always like, they're going to choose the wrong guy, aren't they? And, and TJ Stroud's going to fall into their lap. So for, for Carolina, I, I thought the entire time it was Bryce Young for them. I thought that for Dave Tipper, it kind of it kind of looked like how the uh, Bud Adams, the Adams family viewed Vince Young, you know, several years mm. ago, a, a decade and a half ago. How the uh, previous owner for the Ca- Carolina Panthers viewed Cam Newton, who at that time was a no-brainer number one pick, but the owner right. fell in love with the player and made the call. And, and we've had that a couple of times throughout the NFL, but I think. Uh, I want to just say, Dave Tepper, thank you. Yeah, you know, because <laughs> if not for you, Houston would be in a situation where they're still clamoring for wins. They're still looking for a way to instill their identity because of there are certain things at the NFL level I think Bryce Young just can't do right now. Right that CJ was able to come in and do immediately size, you know, the high uh, arm talent, all of that, right? And so for the Carolina Panthers who come out today that they initially wanted to move up to two and Houston was going to move up to one and Chicago was going to move back and there was a whole lot of twisters and, you know, uh, singing dances going on. Thank y'all because you made the job for the Houston Texans much easier. And I also want to go – a step and say if Houston was picking that one, CJ Stroud would still be a Houston Texan. Yeah, no, and I, yeah, and I think that's, I, you're right. I just, I, I don't get it. I think people just get blinders. They're like, this is the guy. He's smart. I, I equate him to Greg Maddox, where he relies on his, his accuracy, not the speed and not anything else to be able to, you know, you know, level up and be elite. I, I just don't know if it'll translate to this level. And I'll tell you what, Cardinals were thinking. You know, we're thanking the media members and, you know, the fans and everything. We're thanking Carolina also because that gave the Cardinals. I am – I find it hard to believe that it would happen the same way that it did if they weren't drafting two instead of one. Now, that may not be true. Jumping up to three is a big jump from 12. Regardless of how it happened, we're here now. The Texans are five and four. How C.J. Stroud is winning is almost crazier than the numbers he's putting up because he's got the the – you know, the um, the ice in his veins gene. He's got the I can huck it gene. He's got the I can read defenses gene, and it just happened so quickly. Now with Kyler Murray coming back, this is going to be an incredible matchup. And how the Cardinals got here is not as sexy, but it was necessary in an effort to bottom out, build a new foundation instead of putting keeping together the old foundation with crazy glue and Band-Aids like Steve Kime did. Right. And – start fresh and coach the right way. And that's what's happened. I mean, the rookies from Monty Oswald's first class have been excellent. You know, Garrett Williams coming back, BJ Ojolari finally healthy. Paris Johnson Jr. has played every snap in 2023 so far. And they're still rookies. They're still growing. They're still growing pains. But the Cardinals are positioned for future success, maybe better than they've ever been in the, since their inception. And people say I'm crazy like that, but this has been a franchise who's never won. They've never won. And they got is, to the big dance. Uh, was it 08 against the Steelers? Yeah. Was, that the, was that the year? Yeah. Didn't win. You know, I, I do want to give the Cardinals credit. And the Cardinals are a franchise that I think with all of the storylines that's going on right now, 
uh, outside of how, I guess, how the uh, quarterback situation was handled with Josh Dobbs. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think it still worked out for both parties. Josh Dobbs is in a, in a place right now where he has an opportunity to maybe take a team to the playoffs as a scientist, which is something – it's not rocket science. Well, you know, it's not quarterbacking. Yeah. Um, but with Kyler Murray coming back, you look at a team that has an opportunity to see what they have in there. Former franchise quarterback before they want to make a decision moving forward. And like you mentioned, the rookies are working out. Some of the players are working out. But how good has Jonathan Gannon been for this rebuild in year one? I think that's a big storyline for you guys coming in. You know, bring in Jonathan Gannon. You kind of get rid of everything else. Start from the ground. Start from ground up like Houston had to with D'Amico Ryan's in a sense. How good has Jonathan Gannon been? And how excited, to pair that question, how excited are Arizona fans to see for the next seven weeks in the NFL, 10 weeks in the NFL, eight weeks, whatever, to see a Jonathan Gannon defense paired with a Kyler Murray ran offense? Yeah, it's fascinating because going like with D'Amico Ryans, and you'll know this right away, sometimes with coordinators, you just know that they're head coach. D'Amico Ryans looked like a head coach on the sidelines in San Francisco. It's like that guy's going to be a head coach. He's already a head coach. Jonathan Gannon did also, but people now are clouded by maybe the best quarterback we've ever seen coming back in the second half of the Super Bowl, blaming him for everything and calling it a day. And then him having a weird introductory press conference where, oh no, he showed emotion. So now he's a weirdo. He's eclectic. He's not, he's not a leader of men. Ask Mike McDaniel if that's the case. Mike McDaniel's one of the weirdest we've ever seen from the head coaching position. And it's fantastic. What Jonathan Gannon has done is added stability. And I think he looks as much as D'Amico Ryans does a head coach because the look is very important. He never had a deer in the headlights. He came in and all he's done is add leadership, cohesion, no cell phone breaks, no fruit baskets that Cliff Kingsbury did. He brought in a grown-up element he brought his linebacker coach in Nick Rouse. He's 30 years old. And he brought in Drew Petting from Cleveland. This is an adult NFL organization now. Right. When it was playing with child's play the last four seasons and the last decade with Steve Kime as GM. So with this, both teams, and we're going to pivot here to key matchups in a second. Again, John and I, before we say record, we could talk, we could do two hours today. We can't. Like, no, we can't. Because, yeah, you know, I, mean, I definitely want to say, well, do you guys envision Kyler Murray telling the, the head coach coming off the sideline to just calm down. You know, like last year when Kyler was no like Cliff. And so <laughs> yeah. it's a different feel. Yeah. And the feel, Alex, and, you know, listeners and viewers, it does feel like, okay, maybe two or three seasons we look at the Arizona Cardinals different. And maybe we look at Kyler Murray different because now – Jonathan Gannon is a coach that, with his success and the, the 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 way he carries himself, can help bring some of that maturity to Kyler Murray. And if you get a mature quarterback with his talent, you are looking at a different franchise. So we can't talk all day because I, I was wrong. I think about Jonathan Gannon. I thought he was kind of a weird dude, honestly. You know, but I also was wrong about Dan Campbell in a sense, like biting kneecaps. Now you're seeing these coaches come in and personalities aside, they are building something special. And I don't think, you know, Arizona is getting talked about in the, in the good light as much as they should because the feel is different. Now the wins got to get built up and then you see how it works out in the next couple of seasons. 
Absolutely. And I'm going to answer the part about Kyler Murray on the other side before Ross Jackson gets mad at us. Ross, I'm sorry. Like, it happens sometimes. Bro. We just talk. We're just, just talking. We're just talking. We're just creating content, man. Every I day. wish you guys could see me and Alex test messages before we even started, you know. <laughs> I'm sorry, Cody. I'm sorry. Alex Lindsay, John Hickman, Locked On, NFL Crossover Thursday. As we roll on here, uh, this episode of Crossover Thursday is brought to you by DoorDash. (laughs) So, DoorDash. Um, John has had a baby for 14 days. 14 days? Been alive for 14 days, and his days are busy. My days, very being busy. a single male, a single gentleman, are very busy. I don't have time for anything. I don't have time for a nap like some people do. When you have things like that, and you're working long days, whether you be a, a, a new father or working 16-hour days like I do, DoorDash is something that will help unlock the easy in your life. Mm. Okay, food like yes. it's not just pizza or burgers or whatever that get delivered all the time. There is a couple places, Julio's too, Mexican place. I talk about all the time in Scottsdale. It's small. They deliver through DoorDash. Uh, Postino, nice restaurant, delivers through DoorDash. It allows you to expand your bandwidth when you're hungry and you don't want to leave your damn house. What's even better, you get a 50% off up to $10 value when you spend 15 bucks or more on your first order when you download the DoorDash app and enter code LOCK23. Again, get 50% off up to a $10 value when you spend 15 bucks or more on your first order when you download the DoorDash app and enter code LOCK23. Subject to change, terms apply. Alex Lanty locked on Cardinals. John Hickman locked on Texans. Thank you for making Locked on Cardinals and Locked on Texans your respective first listens each and every day, free wherever you get your podcast and on YouTube. The Houston Texans have made the Arizona Cardinals fan base loathe good football, (laughs) which is something that is difficult to wrap your head around. And we'll get into the last segment about the mind screw that I've been dealing with with myself through 10 weeks of if you want the Cardinals to win this game or lose this game, because it's a double-edged sword of bad at this point because the Texans – are in a playoff spot if the games if if this uh, uh, season were to end today. I do want to touch on your Kyler Murray thought really quickly as it pertains to Jonathan Gannon. I always said that Kyler Murray wins despite Cliff Kingsbury and not because of him. Like when Jared Goff was in LA, they'd always say Jared Goff won because of Sean McVay, not yeah. because of Sean McVay, and not you know winning without him. And now my new thing is having a QB one is a lot better than having a top three pick, and that's what we're looking at with Kyler Murray. Kyler Murray, what he did was vintage Kyler Murray last week, third and 10, dipsy doodle, ran 68 yards behind the line of scrimmage, and then ended up getting a first down and then throwing a 30-yard dime underthrown a little bit to Trey McBride, which set up the win for the Cardinals last week. We are going to find out, John Hickman of Locked on Texans, who Kyler Murray is this year and next year. Because you're right, they've got an adult in the room. There's an offense that he can run that's stable, that's not just huck it down the field and hope things work out. And he's not going to be relied upon to bail out things that are going against him like he's had to deal with with Cliff Kingsbury. So that's very astute of you to think that. Now, he plays very well in Texas, okay? (laughs) He's been with the Cowboys mainly. But going into Houston, there are so many sports porn game matchups on Sunday. Sports porn? 
sports porn, right? Isn't that like food porn? Isn't that when you see pictures of okay of, of you know sports porn, whatever? Like okay, no, I like that. I'm I'm using that move for it. I gotta yeah. watch it with the balls. Okay, it's PG. And it's PG, it's PG. You know, because it, you preface it with with the the word before it. I mean, the wide receiver group from the Houston Texans is nightmare fuel at this point. Out of nowhere. Now, I want to ask you about the injury report because it's as long as the declaration. You know, I mean, it, it's as long as anything you've ever seen um, with very big names on there, like Laramie Tunsil and Nico Collins, that I'm going to ask you about. But those three wide receivers are what's keeping me up at night going against the secondary that wasn't part of the plan in 2023 to upgrade aside from drafting Garrett Williams, who's played very well in his first four games. Talk to me about this wide receiver group, namely with Tank Dell and Noah Brown, two guys that didn't weren't necessarily expected to put up Madden on easy numbers like they have this year so far. I think what this wide receiver group will make this, you know, group together so special. Everybody eats. You know, week one and two is Nico. Week three is Tank Dell. You know, week four is Dalton Schultz. You know, yeah. the last couple of weeks, it's Noah Brown putting over 320 yards in two games. Uh, you know, Tank Dell is also a guy that I think a lot of people look at him more so as a gadget player coming out of U of H because of his size. But he is a real NFL wide receiver in 2023. And so... A lot of times when you game plan for a lot of the top quarterbacks in the NFL, Joe Burrow, you also got a game plan for, you know, uh, Higgins and, and mm-hmm. Jamar Chase. Uh, uh, you got a game plan for a, a, a uh, Tyreek Hill if you're playing Miami. You got a game plan for a Devontae Smith and A.J. Brown. But for for Houston, I, I, I think that, of course, you're game planning for all of them, but it makes it difficult because each week we don't know who's going to be the top guy. And I think that's what makes it so fun. You look at Nico Collins. He's a guy that has been Houston between him and, and Noah Brown, but more so consistently Nico Collins throughout the year. He, I think he's like top five in the league in yak yards for a certain amount of snaps played. He's been great for Houston in terms of catching the ball and picking up an additional eight to 15 yards, 15 to 17 yards. Tank Dale has been a player who once he's in space and he's making guys jobs you know, nightmares in terms of being able to tackle him or not. He's small, but he's shifty. And he's able to get op- open off the line of scrimmage. He is an excellent route runner. It's hard to jam him. And a lot of teams are trying to, I think, like match his speed so that they're giving him a free release to maybe just try to take it away. But he is so good. Yeah. And Dalton Schultz, I think, we talk about the free agent signings for Houston this year, Shaq Mason, uh, Denzel Perriman, who's out three games now. Uh, there's a, they did a lot of good things, Sheldon Rankins, but Dalton Schultz in this offense, especially within the last five games, starting to click more. And you're seeing him become more of a factor for this Houston Texans offense. So you're looking at the wide receiver matchups, the pass catchers. I just don't know who you game plan for. That makes this team very dangerous because they know how they want to attack. And then you have a quarterback who just get open and I'll find you. I just need maybe two or three yards of separation and I'll find you. Because of that arm talent, not necessarily the strength, which he has, but the accuracy and anticipation for a wide receiver coming out of that break. Now, when I look at the biggest you know, key matchups for the Arizona Cardinals, we talked about how the Houston Texans traded up for Will Anderson. And I think with the return of Kyler Murray, if there is any game where it's imperative for Houston to see that motor, that, that sheer wheel, 
that unstoppable is that he just doesn't stop out of Will Anderson. It's this game. And, you know, correct me if I'm wrong. I think with Kyler Murray, he makes those unscripted plays seem so easy because a lot of times defenders are also unscripted trying to stop him. Uh, as an edge defender, I'm looking at Will Anderson, and I think to myself, he plays so disciplined. That's one of his big, you know, attributes. And then motor just doesn't stop. And I think this is a big game for Will Anderson to finally have a sack or two against the Arizona Cardinals. Yeah. No, it's it's fascinating. Um, the Cardinals offensive line has, is riddled with injuries. Um, 26 sacks so far this year, I think. Yeah, it's been, it's been tough. I mean, early on, Josh Dobbs wasn't ready. So he was holding on the ball way too long and took some unnecessary mm-hmm. sacks. But, you know, I've always said that the best offensive lineman the Arizona Cardinals have is Kyler Murray's legs. And that's what it's been. And that's what it'll continue to be until they draft, hopefully, uh, you know, a, a bookend left tackle in the 2024 draft in the top five. But yeah, I mean, that's going to be the whole get right game thing. That's what people see on the Cardinals calendar. Now the pass rush has gotten better for the Cardinals and Kyler Murray's back. So it'll alleviate some stressors that were main stressors during the first two months of the season. So yeah, I mean, Will Anderson, this is going to be something that they're going to game plan around. They've got guys. I mean, Jalen Petrie is obviously somebody that they're going to be flagging, um, you know, to watch extra film on it, to, to game plan around. Um, but all in all, the Cardinals defense for me is, I mean, it's just the biggest, the biggest weakness, right? Even with Buda Baker and Jalen Thompson back, BJ Ojolari playing better, getting two sacks and eight tackles last week in his real coming out party out of LSU as a rookie. Um, this could be a very lopsided game, especially with CJ Stroud catching his stride. Um, now, let me ask you this before we pivot over to pass to victory and, you know, uh, you know, light predictions, things like that. Give me in 60 seconds or less a weakness or two of CJ Stroud because he's a rookie. He's mm. played well. He threw a terrible interception, pick six against Cincinnati, which nobody saw like, oh, wait, I forgot he's a rookie. Yeah, he may make an errant throw once in a while. Give me a weakness or two that he has in his game. There isn't one. No, let me just uh I think uh I think uh if there is a weakness, it would be holding the ball too long in order to make a play down the field and under under appreciating or maybe not anticipating how quickly the D line will be able to collapse on. And I think that's a weakness for him because at times, like we saw it, that play where the NFL, they got cameras for everything else in the end zone, but didn't have a camera for Robert Woods. And did he step out of bounds or not? Right? Like, right. You, you, and I just I just find that funny. No fun league. But that play, I mean, you just saw a lot of what CJ Stroud was doing in the back. Now, Digital O'Leary, another fellow rookie, like, you know, he's playing well. He's a fast guy. I think sometimes he may underappreciate how quickly the front seven can get to him. And I think at times he'll hold the ball too long. If that's – I think that's his weakness right now. Like, I mean, he's very careful with the ball. He has a couple of dropped interceptions. So instead of two, maybe five on a year, still very, you know, very good. Not Josh Adam type of numbers. Uh, but uh, I think that's his weakness. So sometimes it's okay to just get rid of the ball. 
and I've got a path to victory for the Cardinals that I'll hit off on our final segment here as we roll in to pass the victory segment ahead of the Week 11 matchup in Houston, Arizona Cardinals going into Houston to play the Texans in the where the hell are Arizona Cardinals going to pick in 2024 bowl? John Hickman locked on Texas, Dallas <laughs> locked on Cardinals as we roll on here on a crossover Thursday. Your team every day. This episode of Crossover Thursday is brought to you by Jace Medical. I got to do it differently every time. I can't do the same inflection every time or I'm going to go crazy because we love Jace Medical here and we like to mix it up because we spend a lot of time talking together. Us, you, everydayers, us, John and myself, we get fired up together on wins and losses, namely losses for the Cardinals so far this year, who starts, who sits, whatever it is. And I'm thankful for that connection that we have. But today I want to talk, you know, a little bit more personally with you. And I just learned that you can get a one-year supply of ED medication. Uh, you realize what that means, right? Like bring on extended travel, bring on the next natural disaster, supply chain issue. You're covered, my friend. You don't have to worry about whether or not you can refill your uh, generics for Cialis or Viagra. And this is a possible, you know, this is possible because of our friends at Jace Medical. Go online right now at jacemedical.com to receive your 12-month supply on your daily medication. Remember to use promo code locked on at checkout for a discount as well. A verified customer had this to say about Jace. I'm thankful for this service. Supply chain issues caused me to cut pills in half to have it. I ordered most of my daily meds with a year supply. I uh, also ordered an antibiotics kit. I feel secure now. These are good things to hear. Uh, prices are lower than local pharmacies, and I highly recommend this for everyone. If you or someone you love would get some peace of mind by having a year supply of any daily med, go to jacemedical.com to see if it's offered for you. Remember to use promo code locked on for 20 bucks off your purchase. Final segment crossover Thursday, week 11 edition. John Hickman locked on Texans, Alex Nancy locked on Cardinals. Thank you for making Locked On Cardinals and Locked On Texans your respective first listen each and every day, free wherever you get your podcast and on YouTube. We've got about five minutes here. Um, Buda Baker and Jalen Thompson, those are two names that are interception candidates. Mm. Someone with the skill Buda's set so good. of CJ Stroud. And this is predicated upon the Arizona Cardinals pass rush getting home because, say it with me, the best friend of an inferior secondary is a good pass rush, which, you know, alleviates stresses of having to keep in touch with Noah Brown for three seconds when he's, you know, reaching the end zone before you turn your head and things like that. Buda Baker is a ball hawk. Jalen Thompson is kind of like the bodyguard over the top. Where he'll hit anybody regardless of size coming across the middle very, very hard. So watch out for that for the Cardinals, especially when you move to path to victory. Mine every week, and I don't apologize for this because it's the same every week. The Cardinals must win the turnover battle. They must win the turnover battle. They don't have a good enough defense for the offense to turn the ball over twice and expect to win. And if the Cardinals want to keep this game close and keep it under a 90-burger with an over-under on, on FanDuel, they need to not turn the ball over. And it's it's tough right now because Kyler Murray was kind of rusty. First couple series looked fine after that. This is a game where he could throw two picks trying to make trying to do too much if the Cardinals go down 10 or 13 nothing in the first quarter with, with the high-powered offense that the Houston Texans have um, have shown so far this year. So turnover paddle for me and get to C.J. Stroud, make the rookie make mistakes. Those are my two biggest paths to victory for the Cardinals as they've kind of shortened the gap on not being able to win games and being able to win games with Kyler Murray back. Uh, you know what? Kyle is coming back home. You know, he's a Texas kid. One of, um, I, I would go as far as to say the best 
high school quarterback in Texas history. And, and, and Texas has Vince Young, Colt McCoy. Texas has some of the best quarterbacks, you know, in high school history, period. Mm-hmm. But I think the keys for victory for Houston is you got to contain that little mm, – you just you just you have to play discipline. When you play Kyler Murray, discipline is key for defense, right? And I'm talking about for D tackles, they don't spin move out of your out of your gap assignment, right? For edge rushes, don't try to cheat in. Right? Don't do that because Kyler will see that. And you may not get him on first down to open up the game. But in that third quarter, when you do it again on third and seven, he knows what you're doing. He's always watching, and he's going to take advantage of it. So I think just you know, playing discipline, contain him. And when you keep him contained, if he rushes up those gaps, Sheldon Rankins, Malik Collins, Dylan Horton, who's been playing some D-tackle, the D-tackles have to be ready and prepared. And like you said, that's about turnover battles. You know, get a couple of turnovers, make this game a little bit difficult, get after the quarterback. The offensive line has been struggling a little bit throughout the year. You know, make – Makes it make 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 his homecoming just <laughs> sucky, right? Just just be just make it bad for him by doing the things that makes winning for for Arizona Kyler Murray difficult. And again, I think honestly, all jokes aside, that just comes out of playing discipline and containing Kyler Murray. You want the hard hitting stuff of making it sucky? <laughs> you go to you go to locked on Texas. Make it sucky. That, that's the stuff. Make it sucky. Make it sucky for Kyler Murray. You want to like, make it sucky or you want sports porn, go to Arizona. <laughs> the locked on Cardinals. <laughs> I mean, I, I guess touche. Kyler, so the, the thing about Kyler Murray is he is a game plan blower upper. How about Jeez, I'll, I'll do it with yes. you? I'll let just let's just start talking like we're six years old. Um he Kyler Murray can blow up a game plan within two series. And the beauty of Drew Petzing's offense, before we get out of here, there's something that could, you know, strike a little fear into Texans fans and, and the defense of the Texans is it's an adult offense where it's predicated upon the run. The Cardinals signed Michael Carter uh, off waivers from the Jets, which I think is going to be a very sneaky signing. They need somebody who's competent at this level. It's not his fault that Javante Williams stole the show, even though he and Javante Williams were one and two pretty much in North Carolina with Sam Howell, Huck and the Rock in college, you know, not, you know, four years ago with James Conner, old reliable. And then the play action is where Kyler Murray is going to kill you. If Drew Petzing's system, the scripted plays up front that have paid off huge dividends, not necessarily with points, but proof of concept as I've called it all year, that could be where the Cardinals can strike. They'll need to strike early and often in an effort to hold up against this now high powered offense of the Houston Texans. John, dude, this is awesome. We, we I mean, I don't want to get, we have one minute left at John underscore Hickman 12 on Twitter. Um, follow his co-host Cody Davis, who's incredible as well. I wish he was here uh, at Clancy's corner for me, Alex Clancy, locked on Cardinals, John Hickman locked on Texans crossover Thursday, week 11 edition. We will talk to you on our respective podcast tomorrow. Respect the Cardinals run game. They average a decent good yards per pop. I, like you said, that's a good key to victory. Uh, Houston has to limit that, which they've been able to do so this year. And scene.